So, who is on the podcast? Shoni, who are you? I'm uh, Charlie Sandvall. Right, and I'm Fredrik Sandvall and Zach, who are you? I'm Zach Scriven. Awesome, perfect. Right, so this is podcast for us number 70. And Charlie was super impressed by your number of podcasts. Yeah, we've been stalking you a bit. Yeah. We like the thing. Oh, yes. We, we so are then- You'll, you'll, you'll know that uh, I'm actually one day behind right now. I've been trying to post one podcast every day in yep. the month of August. So I was actually at Disneyland yesterday celebrating my daughter and my birthday, which were you know this week in August. And um, so I didn't post a podcast yesterday, but uh, I'll, post, I'll post two today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like you've also been doubling up on some other days as well. So yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Bill's been doing a push. We've had like two episodes uh, a week now while he's been on, on holiday. Now he's back to school again. So, we'll see. so tell me a bit about your podcast. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Well, uh, I'm on the podcast because dad wants to help me and teach me because it's just a great way to learn stuff by interviewing people, basically. And what's the podcast name? Invest in You. And what does it cover? Investing in yourself, which can be wealth, health, you name it. Anything that is basically self-improvement. Self-improvement also involves uh, investments a bit. So we are one of the relatively highest ranked investment podcasts in the world, according to some of the people who rank things. And that's cool. Uh, And I usually work with investments a lot. So I raise money for businesses at different stages. I also do it for real estate. So I got more than a handful of companies around that space. Well, this podcast about you, Zach. So, we have been checking you. you Other people have no idea what you're doing, and uh, so yeah. Yeah, let's let's share. Let's share. So, I actually wasn't in this industry at all. Let's call it like video content creation, uh, personal branding. You know, being an influencer uh, up until like just over a year ago when I quit my engineering job to pursue this full time. You know, and I do content in and around that niche of industrial automation. So, like in a few less than a week here, I'm going on a uh, one month road trip, doing a documentary about Industry 4.0, interviewing different companies uh, across the various industries, different vertical industries. You know, oil and gas, water, wastewater, yep. manufacturing, power, and then just creating a film out of it. So, and using sponsorships to make it happen. So, you know, that's what I'm doing. Uh, you know next month and less than just over one year ago i was an engineer just working you know doing coding right so what a vast difference right so it's something that i'm really excited to help share you know not only for my own personal self right like you know part of experience is sharing that experience with other people so that's also very gratifying to be able to have that online audience share with them that travel you know documentary or vlogs, or just the journey itself from transitioning from, you know, an engineering career. And I was, I was good at it. It was good paying. And I just was a little bit unhappy, a little bit unfulfilled, driving, commuting a lot here in LA. So one day I just, I quit that job to pursue video content creation full time. So it wasn't just out of nowhere. I've always kind of had a background, a little bit of a hobby of doing video. I had started industrial automation at a really young age with my parents' business. You know, I worked in that, dropped out of college to do that full-time, took over their business. Yep. Um, so obviously, I had a lot of connections in the industry already. I'd already done some videos in the industry. And, and in general, the industrial automation industry at large has really lacked that video content from, let's say, like a personal perspective. Um, there are companies making you know, videos, but they're largely boring. 
and then just sales pitches, right? So I'm like, what if I just took this concept that seems to be working really well for, like I look at tech YouTubers, MKBHD, and you know, Casey Neistat, Peter McKinnon, you know, all these content creators that are helping drive value for these large companies, Canon, Sony, Samsung. Yeah. Why can't there be someone like that for industrial automation? Think of Siemens, ABB, Rockwell Automation, Aviva. So that's just what I started. You know, I started creating videos, traveling to these conferences, getting sponsors to go to these events, just sharing that industry in a way that had never really been shared before. Um, and I was able to do that because I, that was my full-time job. You know, that just basically just started doing it, you know, and, um, and it's, it's, working, it's been working out. So, Yeah, one reason why we want to have you on is uh, many of your interests are very similar to Charlie's. Yeah, I've mentioned a lot of uh, YouTube channels you've named. Dad has probably not heard them, but I've heard many of them. Yeah. And also yeah. your YouTube, we've been, as I said before, stalking you a bit. So we, <laughs> we, we saw that uh, you liked some YouTube channels and I like them as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. And also just an idea for yourself and for your audience. Uh, we listened in to when Gary Vee was in Stockholm and visited Ericsson. It was quite direct. And oh. it was, he was just pushing them like, guys, a company like you should put out like this amount of posts. And he had like uh, the influencers, social media people in the room. And it was quite direct. Like this is like, they were doing like less of a hundredth of what they should do. According to Gary, obviously. Um, yeah. So yeah, I want to I want to chime in on that note yeah. because that's really how you know I've been doing brand deals and and, and things like that and um, you know I have a course and affiliate income so I have other streams of income but largely the media income has been using these tools and skills that I've learned and applying them for businesses in that niche because a lot of them haven't even been creating any video content exactly. no social media presence so one company in the course of a year I was able to work with them on a monthly ongoing basis doing video, helping them grow from zero subscribers to over a thousand, yeah. uh, have, have a huge impact on the bottom line of their business and get paid for that service. So, you know, that's part of the process uh, for me, but I'd say that was strategic in the sense that it got me paid doing what I wanted to do and getting that experience. So I think there's probably jobs out there, whether it be freelancing or a career or something that gets you more in alignment with your passion and it gets you closer to where you want to be, which is which is basically being yourself and bringing your true value, unique value to the world. And also many of the, the, the larger brands that both are also working with, they're, they're, they're almost like set in ways. Yeah. The whole social media training has just been flying the last few years and uh, it's easy to come from the outside and, and, and give some hints and tips. It's usually also easy to give advice and to actually do stuff. Uh, we work a lot with consulting. It's so easy to tell people what to do. It's so much harder to actually implement it. Yeah. It sounds like you're, you're really hands-on and actually helping them with video content, interviews, and just... Yeah, like- uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, it's just part of the process of working with me, whether you're doing a podcast with me or you're sponsoring uh, the Industry 4.0 Road Trip. You're not only going to get that video as a result of collaborating with me, which then you can use for your own presence or work with a company like mine or another company to turn that, you know, pillar content into micro videos. But also, you know, you get that network effect. You get to associate with me and, and you get ex- your, you know, I get exposure to your customers, you, your customers get exposure to mine, right? Or, you know, friends or connections basically on LinkedIn is, is what they call it. 
And so we all grow together. So it's part of the, uh, that's part of the whole influencer shift, I think, really. And so that's a huge part of the, you know, I've seen a lot of different media companies do this where when you're working with that media company, it's not like they're just giving you a video, like they're boosting your influence, essentially. Yeah. You know? yeah. So Sean, you, you're also building your LinkedIn following. Yes, yeah. Building work with uh, YouTube. Yeah. Well, how do you find getting connections on LinkedIn versus get followers on YouTube? Surely? Well, I think... Um, you really have to engage more with the audience, which basically on YouTube, which basically means it's a lot harder. Yep. And uh, LinkedIn is more like, um, well, I think it's very different. Basically, in general, I think that YouTube is just a lot harder to get connection. Uh, I'm sorry, subscribers. Yeah, yeah. People are usually quite happy to to connect as long as they like yeah. some YouTube links, etc. How the do you subscriptions find- are more like personal? Yeah, how do you find to get a follower on YouTube versus to get a, a new connection on LinkedIn? Hmm. Yeah, it's very, very much different. Um, so a lot of what attributed towards me being able to make that shift was that LinkedIn video was so new to the platform that videos were organically just getting a lot of exposure. Even if it was like your first one, yes. you're getting, you know, a thousand views and you know maybe hundreds of new connections or, you know, people are doubling their connections in a month or you know, like I went from 1,000 to almost 10,000 now in just a year. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, it's a little bit slower right now. It's a more mature platform. There's more competition. They're more highly optimized for the algorithm. So, you know, like whereas LinkedIn at that time, you know, and maybe even still to this day, but maybe not so much, I would say like, you know, t- LinkedIn video today is maybe the, the exposure is actually down a little bit. I think maybe they're kind of correcting and maybe they went a little bit too hard with video and now they're encouraging people to share not just video but also images and posts and documents and but youtube has the added advantage of that long-term play Uh, and this is something i always talk about with my clients is like you can't just be posting on youtube and you can't just be posting on linkedin you got to be posting to both because linkedin you're getting that real-time engagement real-time feedback with your connections it's able to spread more and reach new people more but also on youtube but it has a short lifetime, uh, you know, on LinkedIn has a short lifetime. The shelf life of the content is low. Uh, there's not really any searchability, but on YouTube, it's the exact opposite. It is the second largest search engine. So you're able to get more exposure over the long run, which has the added effect of, you know, compounding views and followers and such. So YouTube, I think, is definitely more of a long-term play, uh, but LinkedIn is more of a real-time engagement. Yeah. And so I, I think they're both very, very powerful when used together. Yeah. And then in that case, let's let's bolt on the, the podcasting as well as as a medium. In in the UK, it's still very much growing. It's not as big at all in in terms of following us in the US. Uh, Sweden, the same thing. Even Sweden is usually ahead of the curve, usually on, on technical innovation, etc. Podcast has not really taken off that much here. Where is your biggest audience? Is it in in the US or somewhere else? Yeah, um, I can actually pull it up right now. Uh, but I, I'd say it's uh, about 90% U.S., but I am from the U.S., so that makes to me sense. makes um, sense. Um, but I think there is a growing number of subscribers or listeners. Okay, so this is 77% Apple Podcasts, 10% Overcast. I wouldn't have expected that. Or yep. Spotify and then other. 10% Canada, 80% U.S., yep. 3% Australian. Yeah, actually not too many from the U.K., it should be better after this episode. <laughs> okay, sweet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I guess we're we're on episode number one hundred and twenty-three or one hundred twenty-four now. So 
I just started it uh, basically at the beginning of last year. And really the idea behind it, I actually run it differently. But I get, you know, everyone runs their podcast differently. But for me, it's more of a conversation. It's just more of a long-term storyline. So there's not really a specific theme. It could kind of transform over time. And and then it has because like my very first episode, I was talking about cryptocurrency mining. And I was talking about Airbnb, you know, house hacking and uh, short-term rental yeah. Uh, real estate investing. And then I was, you know, now it's transition. You know, I, I've always had automation as part of the theme because that's kind of the industry that I come from. So I've had this annual automation month, which is an entire month basically focused on automation. And then I've recently started doing four hour live stream podcasts. So getting like, you know, 10, 12 different people to join in and during a four hour window for 15 to 30 minutes doing just a giant block of podcasts live. And then, you know, publishing those out as individual episodes. That's been huge. That's how I've been able to get to the daily podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but yeah, it is really more conversational. I'm very much inspired by the Joe Rogan experience where they don't really address the audience. I mean, sometimes I will, um, you know, if there's a call to action or just saying, hey, uh, but generally it's more about just a conversation. And I don't know, I guess people seem to like it. I, I really just do it because I enjoy it, you know? Yeah, just an idea for your road trip. Uh, one of my most popular uh, episodes ever was when I did like a three-hour monologue while I was driving through Europe uh, on, on the topic of how to buy properties with, with no money, basically. And uh, mm. no down and how to do that. And that three-hour podcast, I thought no one would listen to that. But yeah, it, it has had very good uptake. So yeah, have a good, nice uh, lab mic and um, you can keep podcasting while you're on the move as well. That's a brilliant idea. Thank you. Go for it. Okay. Uh, I have a question here linked to sponsors. To live the life you do, you still need to sell and uh, you've got affiliate stuff, you've got sponsor stuff. How do you find your new customers? Is it inbound or are you chasing? Mm, yeah, only inbound. Well, actually, the whole entire time, I've, I've always maintained some consulting work in the, the industrial automation industry. So that's generally represented you know, anywhere from 25 to 50% of my income. Okay. Uh, so that's always just been a consistent option. This year, I've moved to a platform called Upwork, and that's yeah. really nice in that it's remote, flexible, and on there as well, too, people will search for you, and I'll get invitations to bid on projects. Uh, but I found one client and one project that's kind of been ongoing that has been really helpful. So I could just focus on that and not really take on any new clients. So really just letting those good clients come to me and like, yeah, I really, I really say like, you know, you really have to convince me to uh, let me accept your money because, you know, then, you know, then I'm on the hook for it. And, 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 and it's not that I don't want to, but it's just that I'm more kind of focused on the long term and not necessarily trading a lot of time for money right now. I mean, obviously I have to in some sense and, and with the programming, I'm, I'm doing that as well too. But, you know, that's a pretty good hourly rate wage. And then it helps me not have to take on jobs that I would otherwise not want to doing video which helps keep video very fun for me, you know, doing the road trip or just generally just getting to work on projects that are interesting to me and not just like, I don't want to just be a video editing workshop or workhouse. I want to be a creative agency where if someone, yeah, if someone's looking to have their story told, they want to come to me and say, Zach, tell our story your way. Yeah. And yes, maybe some revisions, but more so, just if there's like mistakes or whatever, but generally I want the creative freedom to be able to 
to tell the story that way that I want to. And that's why brand deals work really well because they just essentially give me the money. I create the video, you know, they're basically open to the results that it could have. And, you know, a lot of these companies that have started on early on, they're getting that added benefit of like, as I continue to grow and my videos continue to get more reviews, it's like they've gotten that digital asset locked in at that price at that time. So it's, it's pretty cool, huh? That's a good way to put it. Sean, are you curious about what kind of kit is using or uh, video? Kit, a video kit? Well, yeah, sure, absolutely. What kind of like video kit are you using? I pretty much just started out with my phone. It was about three or four months before I finally upgraded to a Canon M50, even doing it full time. Um, I actually, so I would, I would use my phone and then I would also use a Logitech webcam. I had a um, Canon HD camcorder. Yep. I would use that sometimes for some of the client work that I was doing, like interviews. But I didn't really, ha uh, and then I would use like my phone for the B camera and the or you know A camera, and then the the camcorder for the B camera. Really, just kind of shoestrung it together. It's good, but it, it kind of proved my point. It's like the gear didn't really matter, you know. Yeah. It was more about just actually doing it in the first place, because <laughs> yeah. these companies weren't. So it's like then uh, three four months I upgraded to a Canon M fifty. Um, and I still use that today as my B camera and my A camera is now a Sony a6400 with uh, You know a handful of lenses and I just got a new monitor. So that's really nice Pick that up to to really help nail the focus on this lens. It's a manual lens a yeah. 1.2 aperture So it's like here. I'm in focus here. I'm not you know here. I'm in focus here. I'm not right folks This always gives a nice nice feel with uh, with a blur background. Yeah, yeah. We all love that background look. That's um, That's like, you look more professional now. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm trying to think of like, definitely I picked this lens up specifically for the purpose of the documentary interviews. And so I think I might have this actually as the B camera and then have the, the Canon as an A camera, kind of more of a wide shot. And yes. then kind of have this as a close up, like maybe more of like a, pro, like, so if I'm, you know, the subject might be like this and Ideally, it would be on like kind of a motion slider, but you know I have to draw the line somewhere as far as how much gear I buy, right? So I gotta I gotta at least you know make some money. Yeah. yeah. So, but but yeah, I think this would look kind of uh, cinematic. So I just wanted to give the documentary just a little bit more of a unique feel than just a vlog or just a podcast interview. But yeah, so it's it's fun stuff. I love talking about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Love hearing. Do you put lots of time into editing stuff or do you try to just shoot it fairly right first? Yes, go with it. But yeah, so definitely one take for sure. Um, and just kind of like just getting my thoughts across in a video and then editing it down afterwards rather than trying to necessarily do takes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's definitely true. Initially, I did spend a lot of time editing. You know, it was like eight or nine months before I finally thought about, you know, actually outsourcing that. And I uh, hired my first video editor um, like four months ago and it's been the greatest thing. He's actually better than me and <laughs> so yeah. it really has opened me up to actually focusing more on yeah. growing revenue sources or coming up with new creative ideas, pushing the boundaries. Like I would have never attempted the documentary if I didn't have my yeah. editing support because I was always running into that issue. It's like I would film too much and then never have time to get into the edit bay and edit it. Totally <laughs> or I'd be editing all day and, and then I'd go like, you know, without, po without even filming any content. So it's like, now yeah, it's really much stronger. Been on the road a bit. So sometimes Sean has been shooting lots of video for multiple days and then like, uh, almost like forgot what he's done. 
Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't really have like any consistency to what I do. I just basically do it when I feel like it because it feels yeah. good. Basically. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's not really my job. So, um, yeah, that can happen sometimes, but I have multiple videos on the same SD card. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. it's probably worth to mention Sean is 13, so he's, he's, he's up and rising. Uh, awesome. More than 13. <laughs> Dustin you. I love I love that name by the way. Yep. Uh how old is how old is your daughter? She just turned three. Great, perfect. And I just turned twenty-seven. On age, yeah, for both of you. Yeah. Right. So uh in terms of just sharing some like really tactical uh advice for people who would like to get more followers on LinkedIn, if we can take someone's got like between a hundred to five hundred connections. What would be like your top tip or like a daily, a weekly habit to, to grow that number? What would that be? First, you got to figure out what you want out of that. Like, what is the driving purpose behind wanting to gain those followers? Because without that, you're just going to get lost. And it's okay if that can shift or, you know, you don't have to have it set in stone. But I'd say you want to have a good grasp of that. Like, is it to build a personal brand to start a side business or is it to, you're happy with your current sales job and you want to grow your network to, you know, get more sales, right? Or I'll put it this way. You want to hedge yourself against the wave of digital sales transactions that are going to be occurring online and you don't want to be left out of that growth. It's another way to look at it. So, so what is your goal, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is start posting content. Uh, A year ago, I would say like post video and video like only. Uh, Now I would say have a more uh, rounded approach on LinkedIn. Uh, where you're posting maybe one one or two videos a week and then you know at least something every day and just and generally engaging on the platform every day going into the feed and commenting on you know some of your connections building your network um, because the you know commenting is really powerful in that it shows up in someone else's feed almost as if you had created content as well too too because it really is content yeah. uh, so if you get really detailed comments you know, people will sub- like that sub comment, it'll show up in other people's feeds. So that's another way. Um, and then just in general, like maybe doing some outbound, like maybe some searching for people that you want to connect with. I don't really do too much of this myself. Other than that, like sometimes I have people that I like their content, I'll search for their name and go to their profile and engage on it a little bit, just to see what they're up to. Uh, but I generally just try to keep it very authentic, not too contrived, not like, you know, anything like a pod or you know, maybe going to a LinkedIn local networking event would be really, really useful. But I'd say that, yeah, if you wanted to talk more specifically about video, I'd say maybe uh, look at and look into using some captions on your videos because you know, 80% of video, I think, on link, in LinkedIn feed is viewed without sound. So you could also, you know, increase your engagement that way. Um, yeah, maybe just get a little bit more creative with your video, like maybe adding some B-roll or doing something different than just a talking head. But yep. I'd say, you know, talking head and selfie vlog type of video is definitely really popular to start out with. And, you know, you will help start to develop that confidence if it's like new to you. Good, good stuff. I'd like to, to do a special shout out for the international audience because LinkedIn local is really not that common in most countries. Uh, it's so easy to get like your, your local influence just by arranging just a meetup in a, in a bar or anything. It's uh, very powerful. I'm actually doing that on the road trip at each major city that I'm going to. Perfect. I'm Perfect. Uh, Tomorrow I'm going to be publishing the dates and times, but at each city I'm going to be just meeting at a coffee shop with an address and a time 
And if no one shows up, then no one shows up. But, uh, you know, yeah. in each city, people are already reaching out to me saying, hey, let's meet up. So I'm just going to say, hey, let's meet here. And you whoever is able to come. Perfect. Yeah. So you will have like your T-shirt with like uh, your, your different pit stops. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, good, good, good. And they might even make it in the documentary. Who knows, you know? Yeah, uh, I like that idea a lot. It's perfect. I'd like to give a shout-out for a couple of other guys who I think are cool. they got a podcast called Invest Like a Boss. Uh, they also do similar roles, like let people know where they will be because they're traveling a lot, which means they got lots of people reaching out to them and they got just open house wherever they like to go. It's, it's a good way to do it. I'd like to drop a shout-out to Graham Stephan popular yep. YouTuber. Uh, I think if he has not already, he's just about to cross 1 million subscribers and started watching some of his content yeah. within the last year. I think he was only at 250, 300,000 and just really... Grab Stefan or... Graham, yeah. So Graham. G-R-A, yeah, Graham Stefan. Yep. He actually is right here in the, uh, you know, real estate investor, real estate broker here in Los Angeles, but also a YouTuber now really too. And it's uh, very, very... Up in the link later, so I can also make sure that it makes to the show notes as well. Uh, talking about well, the, and so on, what's the best place for people to follow your work? What's your favorite channels or ways to follow? One hundred percent, it's LinkedIn. Uh, you know, it's going to be the best place to get the the best content, um, and YouTube as well too. I'm putting more effort into kind of optimizing my videos more for YouTube around growing your influence on LinkedIn. You know, some of the stuff that we talked about in this podcast. So. Awesome. And that's Zach's, Zach, Z-A-C-K, Scriven, rhymes with Driven yeah. Media. That's Zach Scriven Media is the YouTube channel. And then it's just linkedin.com slash in slash Zach Scriven. Perfect. Sean, you got some quick questions there as well, right? Yeah. Uh, first of all, do you do a lot of traveling? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the main reasons why I did what I did was so I could be freed up to travel more. Yeah. yeah. So my question is, what has been your coolest office, the coolest workplace where you've worked on uh, something or your personal brand or anything? Mm, It's a close tie between um, this Airbnb in Australia, uh, Sydney, Australia. I was actually there with Shea Robottom, crazy enough, um, uh, last year. And it was just a really nice place. I really went for pleasure just to get away. And um, uh, there was a LinkedIn local networking event. And... Yeah, so I went to that and I just wanted to just maybe go to another country and was there for about three days and it was really cool just editing videos there and just waking up having coffee on the porch in the morning. It was really cool. Uh, and that's a close tie with uh, South Africa, which was amazing in its own right. Uh, was a little bit more, it was a different pace. There was a conference there. I was jet lagged, you know, 24 hours to get there, two planes, two, two nights, uh, jet lagged, shooting videos at a conference all day, editing videos all night three days and then going home. Uh, but it was still cool nonetheless. Yeah. Where were you in South Africa? I flew into Johannesburg and it was in Sun City, which is a resort yeah, yeah, yeah. about two hours away from uh, uh, South Africa. <laughs> Completely sponsored gig too. So that was cool that, you know, different companies worked together to bring me out there and, you know, help me share their event, which was really cool. I exchange. Sun City. Yeah. Sun City is a crazy place. It's just very strange. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. Like uh, Las Vegas in 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 some aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting, and just the the rural surroundings, but then like a, a resort. It was very uh, different, but it was really cool to see South Africa. What kind of surprised me was how close the main cities are to like just the safari. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
Perfect. Uh, the podcast name is Invest in You. What does that statement mean to you? Uh, you got to be selfishly selfish. So no, it's not, you got to be selfish, selfishly selfless. Uh, I just totally, I just totally, uh, <laughs> Freudian, Freudian slip right there. No, um, That's good. you got to take care of yourself first yep. to bring your best value to the world because our life ultimately has no meaning other than the impact that we leave on others. You know, you can't take, you know, the adage is true. You cannot take money to the grave with you. So ultimately it's like, what are you going to do with your time to create the most positive impact for the world, leave your legacy behind. So you're only going to achieve that by investing in you. That's, that's really well put. Selfishly right. selfless. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you pass by London, give us a shout. And the same if we can help you on uh, your content creation journey, just give us a shout. We're happy to uh, help you out as well, obviously. Uh, feel free to tag us in and we'll do the same. Awesome. So, Sean, yeah. he's Sean Sandman and I'm Frederick Sandman. But uh, I'm sure that you can figure that out as well. Frederick, Char- Charlotte, thank yeah. you guys so much. I love what you guys are doing. Awesome. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for uh, sharing such a great stuff and story. Thank you, guys. <laughs>